those words. He's not here. He is risen, just as he promised. He's not here. He's not in the grave. He's risen, just as he promised. Those simple words that were spoken just to a a small handful of people have completely changed the course of human history. But it doesn't mean much if it hasn't changed you. Have those words changed you? He is not here. He is risen, just as he promised. What do those words mean to you? Maybe it's just a day to gather with family and eat a meal that's a little bit different or hunt Easter eggs with the kids. But then you've missed the point completely because those words have changed human history. This is Resurrection Sunday. I get asked every year, why do you call it Resurrection Sunday? Why don't you just do what everybody else does and call it Easter? I don't know what Easter means. I've looked it up. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't fit the day at all. This is the day that we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, when he walked out of the grave alive in a new life. That I understand. And it's interesting because the conversations that usually come back are, well, why, why do you got to be like that? Because it's Resurrection Sunday. But what does that mean to you? The crucified and buried Jesus of Nazareth arose to new life from the tomb that had meant to hold him forever. And today we celebrate that new life that he experienced and the promise that we can do the same thing. Are you able, have you stopped and and grabbed the magnitude of that statement? The resurrection of Jesus from the dead. He is not here. He is risen. Just as he said, God is a promise keeper. And Jesus is alive and God invites us to live in Jesus. That statement changed all of human history. In that statement is our hope. But is your hope in that statement? Why, Why is it such a big deal? It's such a big deal because in all of history, for all of the people who have founded religions and tied their name to religions and been worshipped and and honored and remembered by religions, there's never been another one that has made the audacious claim, much less actually historically, died for their people and come back to life. Jesus is the only one that's ever done that. When Jesus arranged that last intimate supper with his disciples, it would have been last Thursday if we were there 2,000 years ago. And what he commanded them to do was to remember his death until he came again. And so on Friday night we gathered and the Good Friday drama was all about remembering the death that Jesus suffered for us, for our sins, so that we could be back in a relationship with God. Jesus literally took on our sin on the cross and was separated from his Father for the only time in history. And I think sometimes that's more than what we're really able to grasp. But what we can grasp is that today we celebrate the resurrection to new life that we know that both the Bible and other people that wrote about it talk about Jesus Walking out of that grave and not being dead anymore. And if I was going to do a commercial on TV that was sometime after midnight, I would say something like, but wait, there's more. Because in the awesomeness of God, it isn't just Jesus that rises to new life. God invites us to do the very same thing. Romans 6.4 says this, Just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, 
we too might walk in newness of life. There is the historical fact of the death and resurrection of Jesus. And then there is the biblical invitation by God for us to join him in that new life. See, the Bible promises that God raised Jesus to a new life and the very same power that raised Jesus from the dead is available to you and I. And God says that we too can have a new life. And in that new life, there's our hope. Because we're all looking for hope. I I don't know about you, but I need hope. This world that surrounds us and, and the stuff that we hear and the people that are out there don't always bring us hope. But Jesus, Jesus' righteousness is hope. His resurrection is hope. So today we celebrate what God did for Jesus, but we can also celebrate what God did for each and every one of us when we put our faith in Jesus and we begin to live for him. Not for ourselves, that's what we call sin, but for him. Jesus died on the cross and God raised him to new life. That's why this isn't Easter Sunday, this is Resurrection Sunday. And in a very similar way, We're dead in our sins without him. It's only in Jesus that we can have new life where our sins are forgiven. We can try harder. We can read some books or articles or watch some YouTube or TED Talks and try to fix ourselves. But there's not a new life. It's just a different try. Jesus offers us a new life where our sins are forgiven. And whether you believe in Jesus or not, you know your sin. We all do. You might ignore them, you might justify them, you might excuse them, you might defend them, you might hide them, you might do whatever it is, but without Jesus, there's still sin and we know it. And there's nothing that we can do about them. Romans 3.23 says that we all sin and fall short of the glory of God. All of us. Whether you happen to believe in Jesus as your Savior or not. All of us are included in that all. Which means that we all need Jesus. Why is it so important to me? It's for the same reason that it should be important to you. Because it's a statement that doesn't just affect this life. It affects our entire eternity. It is your eternity that's in the balance. This life is where we make the choice between eternity with our Savior and Creator or eternity that is separated from them forever. We talk a lot around here. God doesn't send people to hell. God allows us to go to the place of our choosing. And when we choose not to follow Jesus, we are choosing this life to be separated from him. And we're choosing all of eternity to be separated from him. This world is a mess. You don't need me to tell you that. It's a mess because of human greed, lust for power, war, political and social agendas that that are all driven by human sin. And then there's the resurrection of Jesus. You know, as individuals, we've all got our own stuff to deal with. For you, it might be dealing with the loss of a loved one. It might be a relationship struggle. It might be financial hardship. It might be struggles with addiction. It might be any one of a million other things. But the creator of the universe has designed a grand plan of love that has provided a way for our sins to be forgiven and our eternity to be secure. The very sin that holds us down and leaves us feeling like we're broken into a million pieces. The sin that has us not wanting to get up and face the world. And through that plan of God's, he provides hope in the resurrection of Jesus. That's why this Resurrection Sunday, this isn't just Easter Sunday. Resurrection Sunday means something. Hebrews 6.19 says, We have this sure and steady hope 
that is an anchor for our souls. The anchor for our souls is our hope in Jesus. Sin, it's a fact of life. As long as we're human beings living on earth, sin is going to be a part of our lives. But how we see our lives is a matter of perspective. We can look at our lives like we're looking in a mirror and we just see all the ugliness that we wish wasn't there. Or we can look at ourselves the way that God sees us. You look at your sin and you might see brokenness and feel shame and guilt and think God will never forgive you and people will never love you again. And maybe some people won't. And that's okay because God will never stop loving you. But once we understand what Jesus has done for us, we realize that God will never stop loving for us. Loving us, Jesus has done for us what we cannot do for ourselves. And the work that God is doing within you is far from over. See, Jesus gave his life and God raised him from the dead so that you can be forgiven. When you submit your life to Jesus, and that's more than just saying, okay, I believe in you. It's saying, Jesus, I want to live for you. I give you my life. I give you every hour of every day. When we do that, God no longer sees the sinner that we see in the mirror God sees us as his beloved children through the eyes of Jesus. He sees us as a saint through the life and the death and the resurrection of Jesus. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, they're a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. We literally become a new creation. The very same God that molded the body that you're in is the same God who reshapes your heart and makes you a new creation after our sin shatters what he originally created us to be. We all understand that shattering part. We all understand the brokenness of our sinfulness and our choices. But with Jesus and because of his resurrection, the version of you that comes from the ashes of our sin is far more beautiful when it is Jesus who creates the new heart within us. When it is Jesus who makes us into a new creation. I was thinking about this a couple of weeks ago, and I had read about something, and I needed to do some research on it. There is this, this art in Japan called kintsugi. In English, it translates to golden joinery or golden repair. I've actually got a picture to show you here. It's a Japanese art of repairing broken pottery or porcelain, things that an artist made that, that someone put on a shelf or used because of its beauty that was broken. And kintsugi is the art of repairing it with, with gold dust or silver dust or, or platinum dust. And, and they make a lacquer and they put it back together. And what you're seeing is the product of this repair, this golden joinery or golden repair. Why is that important? Because the Japanese believe that having been repaired, something can be every bit as beautiful in the new creation that it is as what the artist originally had intended, that it has a new story to tell in its recreation. And in my mind, that's a great way of thinking what God does for us when we've been broken by sin. We think that we're just a bunch of broken pieces left on the floor that there can't be any good for anymore. And yet God puts us together again and makes us a new creation because of Jesus. This pottery that has gone through the kintsugi process has a story, and God gives us a story of our new life. It's called our testimony. And it's all because of the resurrection of Jesus. God takes our brokenness. He, he, he takes the broken pieces of our hearts and our minds and our lives that our sin shatters, and through our belief in the death and the resurrection of Jesus, God joins us back together in pieces that only he can do. 
in a heavenly way that no book or magazine article or video was ever going to be able to do for you. That only God can do. And once again, he sees us not as broken and sinful. God sees us through Jesus and we've been made beautiful because of the resurrection of Jesus that we celebrate today. Jesus literally uses the crown of heaven, his only son Jesus, to put the broken pieces of our life back together and make us a new creation. One of the things you hear me say around here a lot is that we serve a God who makes divine appointments. It might be your first Sunday here. It might be your first Sunday watching online. We believe wholeheartedly that that's not a coincidence or an accident. There's no mistake that you're hearing these words today because my guess is, like me, you're looking for hope. The news doesn't have much of it. TV doesn't have much of it. Newspapers and magazines don't have much of it. But you're looking for a hope that you can trust and you can believe in, not a false hope, but a real, lasting, trustworthy hope that you can live for. God our Father gives us that hope through that great act of love that is the death and the resurrection to new life of His only Son, Jesus. Friday, we remembered what a horrible day that was for Jesus. But we still call it Good Friday. doesn't seem very good for Jesus, but when we look at it, it's awfully good for us. Because it gives way to Resurrection Sunday. Don't let this celebration, this celebration of hope, pass you by. Because you're looking forward to lunch or brunch or Easter eggs or your tummy is grumbling or you can't wait to get together with family. Do yourself the eternal favor of pausing for a moment and wondering and asking yourself, what do those words mean that he is not here, he is risen? Just as he promised. What do those words mean for you? Today we gather and we celebrate that Jesus, who once was dead, arose to new life and walked out of the grave. And that is the best reason for a celebration. Because that singular event had more effect on world history than anything else that's ever happened. More than wars or inventions or elections or vaccinations. However, this whole celebration is an empty one for you. It's just going through the motions. If you haven't accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. All of the things that we're so excited about celebrating today fall short and mean nothing on an eternal scale for you. But maybe today that can change. See, Jesus has done his part. Jesus has done everything that can and needs to be done for you already. Maybe today is the day that you say yes to Jesus. You all know who he is. You wouldn't be here right now. You wouldn't be watching if you didn't know who Jesus was. My guess is you've got an awful good idea of what he's done for you. But have you said yes to him? He's done everything for you. Maybe today is the day to say yes to Jesus. Yes, and thank you. I believe in you. I confess to you that I am a sinner, Jesus. Please help me to stop my sin. I accept your free gift of forgiveness and salvation. God, thank you for what you did for me and Jesus that I cannot do for myself. Every time one of us makes that choice, to acknowledge and to recognize Jesus for who he is, to live for him. The Bible says there's a celebration in heaven with the angels. Today is a day of celebration, so it would seem appropriate that heaven celebrated you as well. Celebrated not how great you are, but rather how great our God is and how great what Jesus has done for us is. Maybe today is the day that you say yes. And so if your hope is in Jesus, I want you to say this with me. We're going to take that opening passage and we're going to personalize it. 
If Jesus is your Lord and Savior and you're living for him, I want you to say this and I want you to do the same thing that I'm about to do, okay? We're going to do it more than once. He is risen. And now he is here. Do that. He is risen. And now he is here. That's why we celebrate the resurrection, because one day we will be there with him. Let's pray. God, thank you. Thank you for a celebration that is beyond our understanding. A reason to celebrate that goes beyond anything we can truly comprehend. But what we can grasp, God, is hope. We can grasp hope because our world is in desperate need of hope. It's not going to come from politicians or governments or economies. The only hope that matters is going to come from you, God. It's going to come from the the reason that we celebrate today, the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. It is in that hope that we too might be resurrected from the dead, that we too might enjoy a new life as you make us into a new creation during this life. And then we have the hope of not having to fear death, but rather knowing that we get to spend an eternity with you. God, thank you in Jesus' name.